Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Fantasy Football Podcast, Tuesday edition, which means it's time for the Chris Vaccaro Show. What's up, man? What's up, buddy? How are you? How we doing? I'm great. I, this is, this is, you know what? This is a wild, weird, little it, it nebulous really week right now, huh? I feel the same way, Nando. I feel like we're in the middle of something that we've never seen before, and I'm kind of loving it. I mean... We went to bed last night after a Monday night football game that no leagues were determined yet, and we're not even going to get an answer today on a Tuesday, and we have to wait till a Wednesday midweek. It's it's pretty crazy, and then we get a day game. Imagine that, Nando. It's amazing in a, the in a year. Lighting. Yeah, in a, which is crazy. In a year that's been so weird and everything's been screwed up, we get a Wednesday daytime game to determine. Week 12, you know, wins and losses and have to go right into the big week 13, which I think is going to be even crazier than week 12, if, if that's possible. Well, week 13, they've already pushed the game to Tuesday, which is which yeah. is going to be interesting. I mean, then that's going to be Ravens Cowboys, which yep. is like fraught with all kinds of crazy fantasy. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott could completely destroy you or could have one of his good games. Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson might not be back yet. We're not going to know if we could do start Lamar Jackson. Will he play? Like there's there's a like there's a lot that could really mess so someone up in on. that last week. No, there's so much going on, and a lot of people will say because I've seen it on Twitter last night. Well, there's you know if you have Ravens players and Cowboys players, that you know they're really not going for fantasy titles, and and you know there's really not much on either side. Yeah, sure, there's Zeke, but he's had an off season, and then Lamar. But here's the thing: you don't know what teams are playing. You know, in your certain leagues, yeah, you know, you could be playing the, the first place team could be playing the Lamar Jackson team for a league title. Uh, you know, there's so many different scenarios, but we get a Monday night doubleheader, which I'm excited about. Um, and then we get a Tuesday game to end it all. So uh, there's going to be a really great end of the regular season sweat uh, you know, to fantasy football this year. Oh, yeah. It, uh, so I remember last night I was I was watching. Um was watching the game and on Twitter, like, you know, I had my second screen experience. But the guys from uh Brodo, uh which would be I think wait, I think it was the Brodo guys. Maybe it was someone else. But like as as all that crazy stuff was happening at the end of the Philly game, he was losing with like everything that like that Richard Rogers, some dude against him randomly. It was Kevin Tompkins. Kevin Tompkins the third. Some dude against him um had started Richard Rogers for some reason. Uh and when that touchdown happened, he lost his game. And then the two-point conversion, I think the, the opponent in a different league had Miles Sanders, and he lost his game because of that. Like, the, all this yeah, crazy about, late night How stuff. about the guy who was winning the Millie Maker for the Monday night on DraftKings went from winning the million on that 
uh, Hail Mary to dropping all the way down to winning just 500 bucks. Can you imagine that? Just based on that Hail Mary. Can you imagine that? That Richard Rogers quote. Yeah. As imagine. And I think the guy that actually won it had Richard Rogers in his lineup, which you got to get a little yeah. creative, but probably a lot of craziness. Right? And then Vegas. Uh, and then Vegas, of course, if you had the Eagles plus six and a half, actually, whatever side you had, if you had the Eagles plus six and a half, you better go to church today. Thank you, Lucky Stars. Or if you had Seattle, uh, it's a rough uh, Tuesday morning for you. You know what? Like, so here's here's what bothers me, and we'll, we'll get back to fantasy because I, I want to talk actually about Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins. And if you're playing against a team that has them, how you got screwed? Um, maybe. But this bothers. So last night, everyone, oh, bad beat, man! I can't believe the bad beat, the bad beat. And not one person was being like, "Hey, if you bet Philly, you're doing backflips right now." Like, I, had, I don't listen. know why this bad beat thing is taking over Twitter. It's annoying. It's people who what? don't know gambling. I feel like. Uh, so Bad Beats is because of Scott Van Pelt, ESPN's uh, Monday Night Sports Center. Right. He runs this best segment on TV, which they go through all the bad beats in gambling. And it's the greatest segment. Scott Van Pelt is literally the best thing going on uh, on TV. Is he? Just, he really is. He's great. Uh, and it's a great segment. Better than Steve but, Harvey? Um, better than what? Steve Harvey? Anyway, so yeah, yeah, no, though he's better than Steve Harvey. Uh, your opinion, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's where the bad beats come from. It's um, I had Philadelphia, I had Philadelphia plus six and a half. I loved it. Yeah, but I, you're a normal guy who doesn't tweet about that stuff. No, I mean, because believe me, there's a lot on the opposite side of taking, uh, you know, the bad losses. So hey, I got one, uh, you know, finally. Yeah, it just seems like amateur but, hour to me. Where everyone do bad beats. Like there's another side to this. Oh, it's a mean, great win. You're not a. I'll, I'll say this, Nando. I understand where you're coming from, yeah. but you're not a gambler. So oh, am I you not? Know, when you're when people gamble, it's you know those things are big for them. I That's, am. Hey, I am a gambler. Well, I don't put a hundred bucks. No, on you're a game. not a gambler. Oh, no, yeah, no, I'll so. show you my. You want to see my bet slip? <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, let's move on. Let's get into fantasy this week. Points bet and and DraftKings. I'm not saying I don't get what bad beats are. I'm just saying like there's a flip side to it. It's just like this selfish, stupid, one-sided Twitter thing that... Okay. You know? All right. All right. right. Let's get into fantasy. Let's get into fantasy. Uh, I want to go to this Ravens... Back to this Ravens-Steelers game. uh, Because Wednesday pushed it past that 10-day window where Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins could technically play now. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is like a little... I mean, look. It happens. It's fantasy, whatever. But if I'm playing against the, the team that has J.K. Dobbins, like, well, I guess they wouldn't have even started him. So I guess it's not that big of a deal. But no, here's here's where it comes into Gus play. Gus Edwards now, was actually it, getting work anyway with the two of them in there. So it's not like the worst it, thing in the world if you got Gus Edwards still in your lineup. Well, I mean, now it, the only way this works out, most people bench their Ravens, uh, you know, for this game, but. If you have J.K. Dobbins on your bench and you are playing either, you know, like you're, you're running with uh, a Benny Connor? Snell. What if you had to? Or yeah. a, no, James Connor's out for the yeah, game. I'm saying Benny if you had Snell, to replace James Connor and you just couldn't or didn't see the news. Yeah. Um, that or, or Gus Edwards himself. So now you can take your Gus Edwards out of the lineup and go to your bench and put J.K. Dobbins in if you have that combination right there. That's the that's really the only way you're going to be affected here. Um you know, it's yeah. it's an odd scenario. It's an odd case. Many people bench their Steelers. You know, Deontay Johnson, you saw it the last three days. What do I do with my Deontay Johnson? What do I do with my Juju, my Roethlisberger? Everybody's taking the safe approach, expecting this game to, you know, maybe get canceled. So I did it in a couple places as well, Nando. I, you know, I said, all right, I can't risk this too much. 
and I backed up. But in certain places, I had a role with Deontay Johnson in my lineup. Hopefully this game does go off. Um and and you catch a break. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, it's still they had. A, I think they had a positive yesterday from a practice squad or a guy on IR. Uh, the Ravens. I think they're just so determined to let this game to, to make this game go off and play. I I can't see it being canceled. They've, I know they've postponed it. They three times. They've changed the date to the middle of the day. If the Ravens get on that plane today and and make that forty five minute plane ride to Pittsburgh, this game's getting played. I, I don't think NFL at this point wants to, you know, I, I think they just want to put it to bed. They made all the other schedule changes like we talked about already yeah. uh, for the following week. They, they don't want to say, hey, when are we going to get the Steelers-Ravens game in? We, You know, because at that point, then they have to create a week 18. All right. Well, enough of that game. It's, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, what can you do except root for I'm looking RG3. forward to it. It's going it, it, to – really looking forward to it, though, Nando. It's going to be really cool to have a – middle of the week uh day game oh you make yourself a little hot cocoa sit at your oh, desk watch yeah. the game you know yeah absolutely yeah uh yeah will fuller's out yep which i mean huge news yeah it's huge news but i think it's kind of interesting in that will fuller's that guy you bake like five games of injury into his projections anyway so it's kind of <laughs> like if you had fuller you're like all right they're just coming you know i, I was kind of sort of prepared no. for this no, I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, I think so. Uh, what you just did is you lost your wide receiver one. He was wide receiver 10 uh, on the season, so a wide receiver one. Uh, he was finally staying healthy. He was putting up the big numbers. It was the perfect storm that we talk about, a team that uh, is you know terrible defensively. They're going to be playing in high-scoring games. Watson and Fuller were that connection late in the season now that was heating up um, and could have carried a lot of people to fantasy leagues. I see a lot of Will Fuller teams at the top of standings now when I go through my leagues along with Watson. It's like the combo that's making that late season run, and then you just got gut punched with the Fuller news yesterday breaking, which along with the schedule changes made for a really interesting Monday uh, across fantasy football. But uh, it's a gut blow, man. I spoke to a handful of friends that you know, a big will full of owners as well as myself. And it's tough to replace a guy like them. Yeah, I know what you're talking about with the injuries and it's baked in, but you don't expect that now, um, you know, especially in the money weeks. So how are you doing this? Uh, because look, uh, last week and I think the week before and in your column, you were talking mm-hmm. about how it's time to drop that, you know, that wide receiver five, wide receiver six and start grabbing some handcuffs. Um, if you're looking to replace a will fuller, I mean, like maybe Debo Samuel's on in, in some some twelve team leagues. Maybe Debo Samuel's still out there. there no. There's not that guy. Are you are you looking inward to like your the dude you were flexing, and then you're elevating anyone into the flex? Um, how are you? Uh, how are you kind of hunting for a Will Fuller replacement? I mean, you got to hope you're deep enough, Nando. It's there's no replacing Will Fuller. Well, you don't, don't go to the waiver to. wire. And to, how, how are you filling that empty spot? How about that? I mean, you go to the waiver wire and you try and see what's available. But I mean, in any competitive league, there's nothing available on the on the waiver wire right now. I mean, people are going to take a shot on on I guess Kiki Kuti um, if you're looking at the Texans depth chart. Um, right, but he was already and then you're, he was slot guy who was kind of replacing uh, Kenny Stills. Well, listen, yeah, Yeah. and there's just nothing there in terms of targets now for the Texans after Brandon Cooks, who gets, I think, a major boost up. He was already performing well, but I think Brandon Cooks could step in and be a wide receiver one these last four or five weeks of the fantasy regular season. He's just going to get double-digit targets 
Uh, I think when you look at the Texans now, I think Jordan Aikens um, becomes tight end one material. I think he's going to be the guy that uh, gets you know a nice pl- uh, a nice bump up in this offense and could potentially be the second option in the pass game. So I think he enters the fray for all the tight end needy teams. But other than that, I mean, it depends on your league. How you, there's no replacing Will Fuller. Well, you just got to hope you're, you know, you're five wide receivers deep on a team and your, your wide receiver core just became a lot weaker and you got to make do. That's, you know, I have about four or five teams that own that have Will Fuller in it. And that's what happens. You become weaker at wide receiver. You don't go to the wire and get anything that's, you know, uh, you know that that you could replace him with. Let me all right. Let me let me flip it this way then. Maybe I asked it poorly. Um, so I'm in an, an expert league, and uh, I'm looking at some of the free agent options. There's mm. there's Kiki QT, like you said. There's Rashad Perriman. Um, there's, That's a good one. Well, there's Ty Hilton. Um, Darnell Mooney. He's still out there. Uh, mm. So so Marquez Valdez Scantling. Mm. Um, so let me let me let me frame the question this way. I guess yeah. if you're looking to fill that empty spot. Do you go out and get like? Do you look ahead and say, okay, weeks you know thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Here are some guys with some good matchups. I'm, I got to look ahead now to fourteen to see who's playing like the Falcons or the Seahawks and see if there's an option there. Um, and maybe I'll pick up like now. Now you're kind of almost flipping it. Like now I'll pick up maybe two or three wide receivers to have those options because I don't know if they're going to last through free agency. And you know maybe at the expense of a handcuff. Um, and I know it's different in the NFFC because you know you got to have your backup kicker. You got to have your backup everything. Um, no, I, I hear but you. Know what so I'm saying? Yeah, if the house leagues, the house yeah. leagues, yeah, you, you, at this point, you're gonna have to probably not be able to carry the kittle, uh, or you're, you're gonna be able to maybe drop uh, your sixth running back. That's a handcuff to try and fill this Will Fuller spot. If you were maybe only two or three wide receivers, you know, solid on, on your team, and that's how you do it. Every situation's different, so there's like no answer to what you're asking, Nando, but. It's it's based on team construction, you know. You might not even have to. You could just look at your team and be like, really, you know, have four really good wide receivers, and now you just have three really good wide receivers, and and you go to the wire. If I saw a Brashad Perryman on a Will Fuller team that I just lost, uh, you know, I would make that move. But I don't see Perryman getting into my lineup. I mean, he might be a flex. Um, th- these last uh, four weeks, uh, you know, on a certain week. But, uh, you know, there's no uh, clear answer for that. All right. Uh, let's talk, actually, Debo Samuel. Um, if he if he's out there and he's – hold on. I can click on his name real quick and see how many leagues he's available on CBS. Debo uh, Samuel is an absolute stud. Uh, I would want him uh, – you know, he, he's not available in, in leagues. I mean, unless you're playing some really weak leagues, uh, you know, Debo only, Sam. He's available in 41% of CBS leagues, right? Nah, I mean, that's like telling me he's available in 80% of Yahoo leagues. I mean, we, my, my seven-year-old cousin plays in Yahoo leagues, and he's, I'm sure, available. How's but he doing? Debo Samuel shouldn't be available in any right? competitive league. He's doing great. I, I've i been guiding him all year long, so he's doing fantastic. So I'll tell him you said hello. Superpowering a seven-year-old? <laughs> yes. That's messed up. <laughs> uh, now, listen, Debo Samuel is locked in the rest of the season here. Uh you know, without Kittle in this offense, he's going to be a target monster. He's the top guy in the passing game, and uh, he's going to be borderline wide receiver too uh, the rest of the way. All right, that was nice and easy. Uh, let's nice move on to easy. so. And I'm going to I'm going to go through a bunch of wide receivers, not only because of the Will Fuller stuff, but just some of these guys are starting to pop. And I think end of season, 
you sometimes see these guys finish with like seven, eight, ten, nine target games out of nowhere. And maybe if you have like crappy teams, you don't notice these trends, you know, year in and year out, but it happens. Um, Colin Johnson, to me, well, you know, Colin Johnson and Isaiah Coulter. How about that? Put them right together. Colin Johnson, I know a couple Jags wide receivers were out, but you got Mike Glennon throwing the ball. Maybe he's got a different connection with Colin Johnson. Um, I know Gardner Minshew's expected back, but was this – how do you, how about this? How do you parse between was this a breakout game for Colin Johnson where he could prove that he could do it and Doug Marone might be like, all right, let's play this guy a little more, man. He's obviously figured things out. Um, versus everyone was out and this guy just had a good game because he was the last chance option. Yeah, I mean, this is a situation we're looking at. Uh, I think we see it with last night with the Eagles. And where is all the Eagle Travis Fulgham diehards? Uh, that, you know, huh? that were that were hitting me up in, in the comment section. Oh, you're wrong about Fulgham. Fulgham's a superstar. Fulgham's an afterthought now in the Eagles offense because now people came back into the Eagles offense and Fulgham is unplayable in fantasy. So... We go over to the Jacksonville side, and there's DJ Chark, who missed the game. Now, if DJ Chark comes back with a rib injury this week, you can't go spending significant money on Colin Johnson just based on the one game. Yeah, he looked good, but, um, you know, there's still Keelan Cole there, and, uh, you know, the, I, I just don't see it. You know, it's just, an, it was an, he took advantage of an opportunity. And I highly doubt that uh, he's fantasy relevant going forward. Now, the kid Coulter is a different story. You know, you don't know what the Texans offense is going to look like. We already covered the Texans offense. You know, it's going to be a lot of cooks. It's going to be, I think, Jordan Aikens um, as, you know, a a significant part of the offense here. And I would still give uh, Kiki Kuti, um, you know, like PPR relevance. All right. I like it. Uh, okay. do, do you want me to get a little hot? Like, let's talk Alvin Kamara then. Yeah. Yeah. Are you among the Warriors? Yeah, absolutely. You have to be. Uh, he's just not getting the targets in this offense. Um, you know, he was a locked in elite top of the road RB one, uh, nothing to worry about there. If you had Alvin Kamara, Derek Henry, Dalvin cook, you've been sleeping like a baby. And then the Drew Brees injury goes down and you lose your check down king in Drew Brees. And the, you know, the significance in that is astronomical. So now you have Taysom Hill that's running in all his, you know, goal line carries. Uh, it, what that's doing, as we saw this past week, Latavius Murray is playing an even bigger role now. Yep. And Kamara's t- just taking a back seat. It's not going to be the, the 25, 30 point weekly explosions catching seven, eight balls until Breeze comes back. And now we have a bigger problem as Alvin Kamara owners is because the Saints keep winning. The Saints keep winning and maintaining this two-game lead in the NFC. What's the point of rushing back Drew Breeze? They might say, hey, listen, Drew, we win again this week versus Atlanta. And, you know, take another extra week off. Come back week 15, week 16 maybe. Rest those. These guys got 10 broken ribs. 11. 11, 14, 20. I don't, I, the guy's got every rib broken in his body. It's out of control. That's not true. It's what are you half. rushing him back half. for with a great record? Whatever. No, no. <laughs> how, many, how many ribs do you have, Nando? 24. Oh, there you go. Good. Um, you should have been a doctor, Nando. I know. What am I doing with it? All right, goodbye. You're right. I shouldn't even be doing the show. I'm out of here. Anyway, listen. You got Alvin Kamara. He's a problem uh, until Drew Brees comes back. And... You know, he's got to take a bump down behind the um, 
the uh, Cook and Henry owners now where Kamara was locked in as the top guy in fantasy. Not anymore. I mean, well, how, how many? Uh, let me ask you this. Let me Nando. ask you this. Let me throw Chris. you. No, let me ask no, you, you go, this. You go first. Okay. All right. If I said right now from this day on for the rest of the year, you had Alvin Kamara or a choice of Kamara or Austin Eckler, who would you take? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, man, I might. You might. You might. Wow, you might have painted me into an Austin Eckler corner. I would take Eckler in a heartbeat. I thought that was going to be an ease in Eckler game, and it definitely was not. Yeah. Uh, but look, I, before we get on Eckler, yeah. I just want to. Alvin Kamara had a foot injury all week, so I think that might have something to do with it. And also, like this is—I mean, this was the Denver game, which I'm willing to just wipe off completely from the record books because that game—that mm-hmm. game was won by 20 points before the game even started. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, they, I mean, they—they they didn't need to use a hurt Alvin Kamara. And I know the and week would, before was was reason for concern, but you did not need to use Alvin Kamara in the game at all. Sure, and I and I would buy that excuse and and use that as a one week excuse. The only problem is, you know, we saw this the week before right. already. So now it's two games in a row, and we talked about it last week. The offense is just different with Taysom Hill in it, and the Taysom Hill effect has been a nightmare for Alvin Kamara owners. And I don't think that's changing anytime soon. I think he, the running back position is really interesting to me as we head into week 13 and the championship rounds. Because I see, you know, we'll talk about Eckler. And I, I just, I would put him as a top five running back the rest of the way after what I saw this week, this past week in that Chargers offense. I love him. I think he could be the biggest difference maker in fantasy football the next five weeks. You know, Jake Seeley interviewed uh, he, yeah, it was a great interview. I watched, uh, you know, it was, it, it, I listened to it. Very good. Good job by Jake. Uh, and the guy hit the ground running and catching 11 balls. And he's the Alvin Kamara that you wanted in Alvin Kamara. He's going to be catching 7 to 10 every week. And he's going to stay on the field, you know. No one else is going to affect him. So he's a stud. Another guy I would be worried about is Aaron Jones, where you took Aaron Jones, who was locked in as a top five RB1. And I have concerns about him. Because you watch the Packers and Jamal Williams is just on the field way too much to for a, a team that has an RB1 in Aaron Jones. And that bothers me. There's just too many series that come in and Jamal Williams is on the field the whole series. Before you know it, a whole quarter is gone and Jones has gotten two snaps. Like, that's not my RB1 territory. And, you know, we've, we've talked about it for weeks now. Just the RB1 market is drying up left and right. We got Nick Chubb back into it, who, I mean, Nick Chubb is a stud. I love him. The problem with Nick Chubb is the same thing with Kareem Hunt. If Kareem Hunt ever, you know, got a high ankle sprain this week, Nick Chubb would be locked in as a top three running back the rest of the way. But Kareem Hunt, unfortunately, comes in goal line mixes in series it's kind of annoying as a Nick Chubb owner you can imagine what Nick Chubb would do if Kareem Hunt was just out of the picture he would be the Dalvin Cook you know he would be Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry yeah so yeah uh, all right go ahead so I didn't mean to interrupt that was rude no no I just wanted to say I'm gonna wrap that up I know I'm going on a little long here but Nick Chubb show man this is what what we're here for oh well you're you're thanks Nando you're Nick Chubb and Austin Eckler, I'm just saying, I think will be the two biggest difference makers, and I'd be worried about Kamara and Aaron Jones. So those four running backs are on my mind. Those four running backs are on my mind as we head into the championship weeks. But there's, I mean, A, A, there's nothing you can do. Like, you're not going to bench any of these guys. You just put them in there and hope that this is a good game. Yeah, that's, I mean, it just kind of, 
There is nothing. I'm just saying the way the the, the outlook of fantasy changes. Yeah. On a weekly basis, where you know some of these guys were locked in as top five running backs, and now you got to be like, uh, I don't know. And we talked about. You know, if you remember the last couple of weeks, we talked about, oh, I think the biggest difference will be Miles Sanders and Nick Chubb and Joe Mixon coming back. Well, Mixon isn't coming back for another couple of weeks. Miles Sanders didn't hit the ground running like I thought. So he, you know, forget about him. I think it's Nick Chubb and Eckler that are going to make uh, a lot of people money the rest of the season. Uh, the, I read um, Cleveland's fullback is coming back. Their quote unquote fullback is coming back, too. Um, I think it was a Zach Jackson tweet this morning. Should have saved okay. it, but I didn't. Which I mean Fantastic. will make that ground game even more effective. It was it was actually about Baker Mayfield and uh-huh. how like you know actually I'm sorry it was about Odell Beckham Jr. and how uh, their offense has been different and almost better without Odell Beckham there because that's just a power run offense. So hey, we talked about that a while back. Yeah, we did. Too. When Beckham came out of the offense, we knew and I remember you laughing because it was like oh that's not like breaking news, but yeah, you're right, it's not. But this team is going to be even more run heavy. And I think Nick Chubb will keep getting his 20 carries. Uh, you don't have to, you don't have to, you know, bend the knee and be like, uh, oh, we got to get Beckham his, you know, target share. We got to keep throwing it to Beckham to keep him happy. No, there's not. So Landry had a nice game. He'll continue to be the only receiver in that offense that's playable. Uh, but this is a the, the most run heavy team. And if you have Nick Chubb and even Kareem Hunt, you know, you're you're loving it. Um, let me just this isn't part of the rundown, but you mentioned it. And I wanna I wanted to ask. Um, mm-hmm. so let's say that you have Aaron Jones, because we get questions like this a lot, actually. Say you mm-hmm. have Aaron Jones or uh, or one of these guys, Kamara, let's say. Um we get questions about like, okay, I have these two guys, you know, should I go with the upside of player X at you know my flex, or should I go with the steadiness of player Y? Like, would you start adjusting who you start in your flex if Alvin Kamara has like, and even in the playoffs, I guess, would you go for like a crazy high upside wide receiver um, with a, with a very low floor versus someone who, you know, oh, you give me 12 points. I could take that. That's a building block. How would you approach the rest of your lineup? If you have one of the, I mean, I mean, I know we can say there's nothing you can do about it. You can't, you can't not take the, you can't just drop these guys out of your lineup. But other positions. No, no. Listen, I'm I'm not talking that Nando at all no, no, here just, with, no, with just, Kamara and Jones. They're locked in. No, no, no. You're, the other guys. It's just I'm talking about if you have to choose between two. You want to what? Change like and play higher upside guys if you own Kamara and Jones. Yeah, now? that's do you, the question. Do you have to think like I got to make up no. five points, so I'm going to no, shoot you don't for the change, moon? No. All right. No, it's, I mean, it's a good anything. question. It's a good question. I thought it was a terrible. I'm getting a lot of emails. People saying that was a great question. How many? One. Uh, I've got like 17 Who asked already. that question? No, I'm joking. <laughs> anyway, listen. No, you don't change your approach. It's just the only thing I, I could say on that is, you know, the, the Kamara Jones 25-point games, you might have to, you know, look down and be like, all right, my high upside now is like 18 to 20, you know. That's the only thing. So, no, you don't change your, your mindset going, I need my flex player to be like a – Deshaun Jackson type. I know he's hurt and out, but I'm just saying exactly like that's saying. A, the boomer bust. Uh, no, you don't change your approach. All right. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
you can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Austin Eckler uh, was supposed to kind of be eased in. He was not. He hit the ground running, as you like to say. Mm-hmm. Um, there was something in Inside Injuries about a possible aggravation. He's a high injury risk. Is that in the back of your mind when you're like, yeah, no. Snickler all the way, man. Let's do it. Nope. All right. Let's move no, on. How, to could, how, do you, how do you predict injuries? No, he's back. I he mean, looks I don't great. Know, there's a whole business based on it. No, yeah, t- <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, like he came back. He looks great. Now I'm supposed to sit there and go, oh, my God, I got to worry because in two weeks he's going to re-aggravate this injury. No, you have your stud running back back. It's the same thing we just talked about with Nick Chubb. He came back, looks great. He's in your lineup. You just got to pray along with, you know, any guy you own, you got to pray he doesn't get hurt. Like it can happen any moment. Any minute. Uh, every week, I watch Dalvin Cook lay on the field as if he's dead. Isn't that crazy? Two weeks every, in a row. It's so crazy to me. I want to. I, I. I wanted to tweet out as I'm watching Cook lay on the ground again for about the fifth week in a row, and my hopes and dreams and season lay there with him. I want to say, like, this guy's the Paul Pierce of the NFL now. That is a. He gets that is up. Quite the yeah. All right. He he literally gets up. He lays there. You think he's done. Like, you saw the play, Nando. He has his arms around the two trainers, gingerly walking off the field. I'm like, oh, my God. All right, so I don't have him. I'm already – my mind's already spinning. I don't have him week 13. Can I get him back for my playoff run? What am I going to do? Is Madison available in these leagues that I have Cook? Like, and then five minutes later, he's on the sideline running sprints, and he's back in the game five minutes after that. I don't know what he's doing. He's got to, he's got to stop scaring the crap out of uh, his managers. But you know, thank God he's okay. I believe me. I'd rather it be like that than him just actually be hurt. But this is like the fourth or fifth time this season where he's gotten hurt, and you're like, oh God, he looks like he's really bad, and then he's right back in the game. Yeah, I help a guy with his team, and we got Cook. And a couple weeks ago, I'm like, just please, just pick up Madison. And he's like, what about that? I'm like, just get Madison, please. Uh, and so. Every the last two weeks, I'm like, hey, good thing we got Madison. And then it's five minutes later, he's back in the game. I'm like, all right, well, one of these one of these times, it'll pay off. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, crazy. All right. Here's here's one for you. The Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. And I, I pair them with the Seahawks because the Falcons and the Seahawks are those two teams you can, like, start all your wide receivers and quarterbacks against and feel good about. But, mm. well, here's the thing. Like, the Falcons have only allowed five touchdowns from quarterbacks in their last five games. None in the last two. And – one was Taysom Hill, so whatever. But um, they held Derek Carr in check this weekend. This is based off a lot of people like going hard for Derek Carr, and the matchup said to do it. Um, yeah. I, have the Falcons stopped be, being like an automatic, like take that quarterback and give him an extra five points kind of thing and start him and start all your wide receivers? Like, are there maybe it's since uh, the coaching improved. change? We've seen we've seen a lot of defenses improve a little bit. Um, 
you know, the Falcons are one of them, but they're still not a good defense. And you still target, you know, you guys, you still get excited when your offensive players or your quarterback is playing against the Falcons defense. I don't think that'll change. Um, it's just maybe not as great as it was early in the season and midway through the season. I was actually going to, I thought you were going to say the opposite with Seattle because Seattle's defense is really picking it up now lately. And I think it's uh, a lot due to a pass rush that they're getting from Carlos Dunlap. Um, and, and, and obviously the return of Jamal Adams in, in the secondary. So that defense is starting to come along. It's not, you know, free for all city fantasy bonanza. Like it was the first eight weeks of the season, you know, when you saw your guys playing Seattle's defense. So that defense, I would start being like, all right, I can't expect crazy numbers because I'm playing Seattle this week. I still don't look that way at Atlanta. The Raiders, uh, it's just one of those weird games this past week in Atlanta. You know, everybody was, start all your Raiders, get Aguilar out there. Waller's going to have a huge game. Derek Carr's going to be a top five receiver. Jacobs, like, it was a start all, and everybody bombed, and it was a complete bust. So it was just one of those weird games. Chalk it up as that. Um, it's a, it's funny, Nando, if you remember last week, I wrote about like getting a handcuff like Devante Booker and throwing him at the end of the, um, you know, your, your fantasy roster Yes. in case of a Jacobs injury and what happened, Jacobs actually gets hurt in this game. Uh, I actually kind of not hoping, but you know, I was kind of hoping for uh, you can say you know, like I a high. You're getting a little nervous well i mean you get because i did i i wrote that way because i've done that for a lot of my big teams is put booker on the end of my roster and if jacobs caught this high ankle sprain and is out the next two three weeks i really think booker is that piece that you could put in your lineup and help you win a fantasy title this year so uh, you know the news came back where it's just like a sprained ankle he's probably 50 50 for this week but probably back for the fantasy playoffs so I don't know if we get to cash in those Devontae Booker tickets. But, um, you know, that's why you put handcuffs on your team like that, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've been saying this on the show for a while. And we, we've mm-hmm. run a couple things. But, like, so is there someone, like, kind of, I don't know, sneaky handcuff? There's not such a thing, right? Like, I've, I've been – I got I got the Devontae. I got Dante Foreman on yeah. every, every one of my teams, even if I don't have Derrick Henry. Um, mm-hmm. He's a big – he's a big dude – who kind of runs like Henry. I don't, I don't think he got a fair sure. shake. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it just seems like that guy who's in like 1% rostered in CBS leagues should be at least 40% rostered. Cause if anything happens to Derek Henry, who gets the bulk yeah, of the of carries, course. I mean, I know Jeremy McNichols is there, but this is Dante mm-hmm. Foreman, man. He is basically a Derek Henry clone. I think Foreman would come in and be that lead back, uh, over, over McNichols, uh, no doubt. Um, so yeah, Foreman's type of guy we're talking about. Hopefully that doesn't happen and he becomes useless because if Derrick Henry ever got lost, you know, you lose Derrick Henry on your fantasy team, you might as well just throw in the towel. That's it. He's that great. He is the top fantasy back. I'm loving being a Derrick Henry owner as we enter the playoffs. Uh, his his fantasy playoff schedule, Nando, is a dream. He's got three nice matchups. Uh, the Lions is one, the, the Jags are another, and I forget the other team, but... It's three really good matchups for Derrick Henry. So if you're a Henry owner, uh, you don't want to see or talk about Foreman or injuries or nothing. You're loving owning Derrick Henry, and you hope that he just keeps this going. He's an absolute stud. 
but you know what? Other guys, Nando, it's it's tough. You know, you you put a Tony Pollard, uh, you know, yeah, you see Pollard available. Guys like that, yeah, because that could be the difference maker coming down the stretch here. No doubt about it. I don't know. I got there's a weird assortment of, of guys you can pick up. But we did it. We did a good story. Actually, Beller did it. He asked. Hey, I the, thought Brian Hill. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We just saw yeah. it this past week so with we, Todd Gurley going down. I've been stashing Brian Hill on a ton of teams. And, and then like, Edo Smith like, shows up. Yeah, and then Edo Smith exactly. So you know that can that's always a possibility. But you know there's you you roster Brian Hill all year long because that's the perfect scenario right there. Is like you know what? It's a bet against Todd Gurley staying healthy. It took twelve weeks for Gurley to miss a game, but you finally got it. And you were like, you know what? It's a good matchup. He's at home. Raiders. Brian Hill's good for to plug in and get me fifteen twenty fantasy points. And it was a bust. And it, yeah. we saw it earlier in the year with Madison when he had a fill-in for Dalvin Cook for one game, and he busted. So there's a reason these guys aren't the Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cooks of the world and the top-flight studs. But you still have to take that shot and put them at the end of your bench. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we got can all I just throw out one guy that's been on my mind lately Listen, the last two weeks? You can do anything you want here. I appreciate that. Uh, Cam Akers. I starting to slowly see this Rams backfield possibly become a Cam Akers backfield as we enter like 14, 15, 16. He just seems to be the guy that's looking the best. I think Malcolm Brown is fading a little bit. Uh, you know, Akers is getting more run. He had that nice big run uh, and touchdown this past week. I could see them trying to jumpstart this Rams offense and say, you know what? As the weeks go on now, Akers could be the guy. And if he's somehow available, I would be I would be adding Cam Akers. Do you want me to check his numbers? What do you mean? Uh, check I his could, numbers? Pull up the CBS site and say, Cam Akers is rostered in. No. If you want, if that's what makes you happy. I know you're well, a big, you said let's if he's go available, check the so. numbers. He's available. He's available in 88% of leagues. No, he's available in 53% of leagues. Okay, well, so for the 53% of you people out there, if you're one of the, the 53% in that territory, go pick up Akers if you have the room at the uh, you know, last roster spot. See, oh, I know it's cool. I know it's tough, Nando. Like the, the I guess the you know the leagues that I play in and and our listeners, like they're shorter benches. Yeah. So when I'm always I'm always on the mindset of twenty twenty uh you know team not twenty team I'm sorry twenty uh, roster spots on, on my teams. So I have the depth to go six running backs, six receivers, two tight ends. Like I know from playing home leagues though that our fifteen roster spots is you can't really add guys like this. So. Yeah, it's tough. I, I understand. But if you do have the space, Cam Akers is a guy I could see you looking up in week 15 and being like, hey, today Cam Akers is going to get the start for the Rams and we're going to rely on Cam Akers. All right, let's talk about, well, this is kind of on the same note. Frank Gore is pretty good, man. I know like a bunch of people are, are dumping on him because uh. he's old and whatever. But right now the situation Frank Gore's in, he averaged over four yards per carry this week. Uh, you know what, Chris? We've talked about it on the show. You've talked about it on the show before how the Jets' offense um, is actually better than people think, and they can hang, you know, 30 points. <laughs> Not this past points. week. Uh, Not you, this past you know. week. Well, this was the first week Darnold was back, and, like, it was, you know. I thought it would be. I thought it would look a lot better than that. But credit to the Dolphins' defense because this Dolphins' defense is a top three defense in fantasy and in real life right now, and uh, it's a really good unit. They shut the Jets completely down. 
I'd expect more out of the Jets offense going forward with Darnold back now, but, um, you know, it didn't happen this week. And if you're asking about Frank Gore, uh, you know, he, he gave, I think, 10 or 11 fantasy points. If you're desperate and you need to fill in a, a running back spot as your RB2, if you're decimated, sure. I, I mean, I, I guess he's getting the touches. Hey, you know, Gase is in love with him. Yeah, I think so, he gets like a bad rap, man. He gets a bad rap because he's the Adrian P. You know, it's the same thing. He's not going to catch balls. It's going to be whatever you rush for and, you know, got to hope you get in the end zone. But uh, you got to be real desperate to to put Frank Gore in your starting lineup, and you're probably not a successful team if you are. All right. But, I mean, well, I don't know. Like you said, there's a dearth of number one running backs now. They're starting to drop off and, and lessen. And meanwhile, here's like Frank Gore, who could be like 15 for 60 with a touchdown every week, which isn't great. But, I mean, that's 12 points that, you know, what's Kamara going to get at this point? Well, that's the upside is yeah. the point. I, I, mean, mean, I don't know if that's upside. I that's, mean, are you going to compare Gore to Kamara? Is, is that really where you were going? I'm not, but what's Kamara going to get you every week right now? I, it doesn't matter. Uh-huh. It's not. It's a no-brainer. You I'm not saying you start him over. And you hope. Yeah, he's going to hurt. He might be hurting you right now these last two weeks, but it's Alvin Kamara. You're, you're putting him out there. All right. What do you think about the Lions? Uh, I know Daryl Bevel has run the offense. We don't know how much and like how much, I don't guess, oversight Matt Patricia had on what he wanted in terms of personnel and stuff, but... Mm-hmm. This DeAndre Swift thing from week one crazy was like Matt Patricia fire him because he's not using DeAndre Swift. Good. He's using Adrian Peterson. Um, I've never cared about Matt. I've never cared about a coach getting fired or anything. I've never been one of those people like you know you Twitter you see a coach get fired, but it's like yeah you deserve the guy. like everybody goes crazy. I've never been that guy to be like I don't care. All right, yeah he deserved to get fired. Whatever. This one I actually cared about. I was actually like good. Patricia, you deserve to get fired for being an idiot all season long. So now you could go watch DeAndre Swift get 20 carries a game, be a top six fantasy running back, and be an absolute stud, and you didn't want to use him the right way for 10 weeks. So, uh, you know, I'm shocked that he didn't come back for Thanksgiving. I thought we would have Swift in our lineups for Thanksgiving. Let's see. Bevel might just be the benefactor of getting, you know, Swift back and hopefully Kenny Galladay back for these final five games. Makes the offense look a lot better. Actually wakes up and, uh, you know, calls this offense the right way and goes with a better attack. Um, You know, maybe leaves Adrian Peterson on the sideline instead of running him into the the line uh, on first and 10 and second and 10 uh, like he did on Thanksgiving multiple times. That was frustrating, but, you know. We'll see. We'll see what this offense brings. Uh, I think this could finally be a sneaky offense. Man, I can't wait uh, for next season, assuming things are normal again, just to do the show from your bar. Okay. Can we do that? Yeah, I I can't wait for things to be normal also. I just want to sit there and watch you. I want to watch you watch games. There's too much noise in the background. That's what makes it good. You know, a little clatter here and there. Yeah. I mean, Some Albanian being spoken. <laughs> I hear you. On. Let's move on. To How Mitch- about that Kyler Murray? Uh, did Did you expect the Kyler Murray uh, bust game? I did to, to you, come along because I did as well. Patriots I knew do it. it. Was coming. Patriots do I that to everyone. To, yeah, and I was trying hurt. to talk myself into sitting Murray this past week. As crazy as that sounds, it's just one of those things you just can't do. You just don't have the you know the 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 you know what to do. You you just the, can't the, do the it. Wherewithal. 
Yeah. That's what you're going Sounds, for? Yeah, that's the word I was going for. Just couldn't do it, but I saw it, I saw it a mile ahead. I said, uh, they're not going to run him a lot because of the shoulder. Just one of those games, the Arizona's coming across to the Patriots, West Coast to East Coast. Uh, they've been babying the shoulder issue. Gilmore's back for the Patriots to, to lock up with Hopkins. I was like, this isn't going to be one of those 35-31 Arizona fantasy big games uh, coming. I didn't think it would be as bad as Murray getting under 10 points, but knew it was coming. And, and you look up on the schedule, and this week they got the Rams and the an angry Rams defense coming off of a bad loss to the Niners. Same thing again. You know, Ramsey's going to—Ramsey will pee on uh, Hopkins, you have to figure. I, I, I could see Murray having another down week. Hopefully he gets the, these two down weeks out of his way uh, before the fantasy playoff start, where he uh, uh, you know has an uptick. Hey, you wanted to talk about a bunch of the quarterbacks and how bad they were, and obviously yeah, Carson well, Carson Wentz, man. I hope he does not. Read. Oh my god! I hope he doesn't Google his name. Oh um, my god, he was so bad last night, and we and I've been seeing it from him all year long. They talked about it extensively during the game last night. His balls just float. Like every pass, it just floats in the air and he overthrows everybody by like five, ten yards. There were guys open last night. Um, Dallas Goddard, who I love, we talked about. I, I wrote the article uh, last week or two weeks ago saying Evan Ingram and Dallas Goddard, the tight ends you want to try and acquire before the deadline, expecting those two guys to be top five tight ends. And, and luckily this past week, you know, Evan Ingram had the huge game for 130 yards, seven catches. Uh, I, I expect that to continue as the focus of his offense. And Goddard, <clears throat> with a 20-point a fantasy game, seven catches, 75 yards, and a touchdown, it should have been way more than that. He missed right? Goddard. Yeah, go ahead and give a cough, man. We can <clears throat> yeah, get it out. You, you oh. noticed that, right? Get some water. You want some water? You want to take a little sip of water? I actually have a water right here, Nando. When when you ask your next question, I'll, I'll take a sip. Well, let me ask you a very long-winded question so you can take a <laughs> sip of water. Uh, you know, you did mention Fulgham earlier. Um, and I mean, at this point, let's say you have Fulgham and you have Will Fuller. Is this a situation where you're obviously cutting Fuller, but do you also cut Fulgham and try and pick up a couple guys who are kind of yes. maybe on the cusp of an upswing? Yes, because right. you can't start Fulgham anymore. What That's happened? It. It's like, what happened? What happened is I what I told you was going to happen three weeks ago. Goddard came back. He was hurt. Now you're about to get Zach Ertz back next week. Alshon Jeffrey, his old slug ass, is... is uh, Language. Oh, delete that out, Beller. What if your seven-year-old uh, nephew's uh, watching? Jeffrey's listening. back. Like, there's more pieces that came into the offense. A lot of people are like, okay, it's his offense. Fulgham's going to get 12 targets every week. You have to look around at the situation and be like, okay, you know, four guys are out ahead of him. When all these guys come back into the offense, he's not going to be yeah, but are the they Fulgham of- that was there for two, three weeks getting the targets. Can't he just be like, hey, like they're they're not ahead of me. Like I proved something, man. I got this. I it, click. It can, but in certain instances, it can. But we're talking, bon- you know, guys that have established I mean, themselves in that offense, week. like a Goddard and, and Earth. Plummeted, but they plummeted the last couple of weeks. It's been over for Fulgham owners. It hasn't been good. Okay, what was his numbers last the numbers week? Numbers have. Okay, ninety-six percent snap count. Uh, production wise. Well, production wise, yeah, he, he played fifty percent of the snaps last night. Last, yeah, last night. So the party's over. That's it. It's uh, you know you can't play him. I would drop Fulgham. Um, you know, maybe they saw 
you know, he produced for two, three weeks. He's earned, uh, you know, uh, going forward next year, he probably could come back and be, um, you know, a, a nice wide receiver three for them. But they also got Rieger back in the offense. There's just, you know, too much going on in that Eagles offense. But he's not the problem. Wentz is the problem. Wentz is absolutely terrible. I don't know what Peterson is doing. Uh, Miles Sanders last night, uh, I think he only had six carries. I don't know what the usage is. They should be relying on him. The whole team, everything's just off with the Eagles. And it's not just, and in terms of fantasy quarterbacks, uh, Wentz is unplayable. We saw so many duds this week. We talked about Murray having the dud week. Derek Carr having a dud week. How about Um, Mitchell Trubisky? How How would you classify his week? Uh, not good. You have three touchdowns. I mean, all garbage time, mostly garbage time. He doesn't pass the eye test at all. Uh, the offense isn't good. It's one of those offenses you want to stay completely away from. You know, Allen Robinson is a Ferrari in, you know, a, a group of Hondas, you know? Um, so. What does that mean? Uh, <laughs> That means he's an absolute stud on a lot of garbage cars. I don't know. (laughs) So um, that's it. David Montgomery had a 100-yard game. He did. He he broke off a 65-yard run first play of the game, and after that, not much, but – well, his numbers said that, though. I mean, he was was leading the league in yards after first contact – and like uh, broken he doesn't tackles. pass the eye test, Nando. I, he doesn't I'm pass the eye test. I mean, look, I mean, a- it's just one of those situations. It's tough if you're a Montgomery owner and you're on a team where you don't have two really good running backs. It's like you got to keep throwing them out there and hope for the best. And you're getting like the ten points, twelve. It's you know he doesn't have that upside of being like, oh my god, Montgomery ran for one thirty and two touchdowns and caught five balls for right. forty yards right. this week and give that blow up game. It's like. Okay, let me put my Montgomery. He's like Frank Gore. No. Yeah, I mean, it's every okay. week. Give me 10, 12 points. All right, but I mean, like, the, the way people talk about Frank Gore and the way they talk about David Montgomery is not in the They're same. not far off. I, I co-manage a team with my buddy Danny, and uh, it's a Dynasty League. It's a Dynasty League best ball. Um, and we were getting offers for, you know, David Montgomery, and so it, we're tanking. Um Tanking for Tua. But, like, he doesn't want to trade David. He's like, Dave Montgomery's only 23. He's great. I'm like, all right. He's great? That's, yeah. What's the record of you and Danny's team? Four. Well, we were four and six. I believe we were four and seven. Four, I, I don't know. even know. I guess we'd be four yeah, and eight. I thought now. you were going to tell me, like, one and 11. No, Montgomery's we actually. Montgomery's great. Let me tell you something, If you man. guys are viewing David Montgomery is great, there's a problem. Well, that's the that's we're not getting along as as uh, co decision makers here. <laughs> oh, not we're like actually, us. <laughs> not like us with with our fantasy baseball teams. Oh, our, we work it so well for, together. It's a, we, like it's, despite it's, what you hear on the show. It's it's we're so in sync, Nando. We're I would so say that sync. we've got yes. a very good winning, a very healthy winning streak thanks to a lot of the players I pick late in drafts. Yes, Nando. Give me the best wide receiver quarterback combo in fantasy football. <laughs> we got to go, man. We got to go. Just saying. Tell me. Mahomes, Who would you rather Hill. Have? I know you want Rodgers to Adams, but I think it's I Mahomes. Think it's Rogers, I think it's Rodgers to Adams, and I think Rodgers is a top five fantasy quarterback uh, that you want rest of the rest of the season. We actually, weirdly, that's the one guy we've been able to trade off in that league. Who, Aaron Rodgers or Adams? Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Hope you got something nice back for him. I think we got a first round rookie pick. 
which is looking to be like number two or four. The team was also not great, but he's rebuilding in a different way. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, it is, right? All right. Yeah. Uh, if you want to hear about Aaron Rodgers uh, to Devontae Adams, check out Chris's column this week. It'll be that? in it, yeah. What are you going to do? What's the top they're 10 making list? magic. I mean, there's just there's some really great wide receivers, quarterback combos right now in fantasy football. You know, there's the Russ Wilson to DK Metcalf. There's the Mahomes to Tyree Kill. Um, Murray to D Hop. You know, these are the these are the stacks Colt you McCoy want. To going Tate. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the next one I was going to mention. I know. Uh, there's just a lot of these combos, and I think going forward in fantasy football, starting next year, I'm going to try and do that for a lot of my fantasy teams. Get the wide receiver one. Uh, you know, with the quarterback combo. I already do it. Uh, I don't go out of my way in drafts to be like, okay, it's the second round that I got wide receiver A. And now, you know, I got to remember down the road, I want that quarterback. I don't usually do that, but I think in big tournaments and, you know, it's just, you might as well just be all in. Because I see a lot of teams that have the quarterback wide receiver big combo are the teams that are at the top of a lot of standings. Ah. With the stacking. The stacking, yep. Yeah, it's nice. All right. It is. We got to go. I had fun. Did you? Uh, I don't know, fun. This is like a three star out of five. Yeah, I agree. I feel like you put me down a lot. and uh, I, I did. Like yeah, but that comes with the territory. You know that's going to happen on a weekly basis. I think that, you know, um, your Frank Gore uh, discussion pissed me off. So I think that's why we went down that road. No, I'm joking. We're going to have to face some hard truths <laughs> at some point, Chris Vaccaro. <laughs> Listen, enjoy the madness, people. I hope you're embracing it. Uh, the the schedule, the what's ahead, week 13. I think every week going forward is going to be COVID madness with players out, games adjusted. Just don't complain. Just grind. That's it. Fantasy football is a grind. Make the best of it. Pick, do your ad, your drops, figure it out, you know, and and get through each week. Treat each week as the championship week. Get through it. Move on to the next week. That's it. That's all you can do. And so check out year like no other. Christopher Carroll's Twitch uh, watch party Wednesday at three forty. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what Twitch is. Watch the game along with him. It'll be great. Uh, all right, we gotta go. Uh, thank you all for joining, and uh, I don't know, enjoying the Christopher Carroll show. For the greatest fantasy analyst of all time, Chris Vaccaro, I'm not a Fino. Shout out to Beller. Uh, we almost mentioned him before Chris trampled over that part. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Happy December, everybody. Good luck. We'll talk to you later. Bye!